Good morning. Welcome, church family, to St. Thomas Beckett live stream on tour down at St. Matt's. Um, I've got three pairs of socks on and two water, hot water bottles to hand, so I hope you're warm and toasty where you are. It's lovely to be able to worship together as family in our uh, various locations. This morning, it's going to be a Holy Communion service. So if you'd like to share agape style at home with some bread and wine, then uh, you'll need to get your kit ready. Um, and we will begin just by going through a few notices, which is exciting because God's at work in our community doing um, some various different things. Our first notice is that if you need a lift to get to your um, COVID jab, your vaccine, and then please could you contact Tim and Sarah who will coordinate these lifts safely and fairly. And this Tuesday is Shrove Tuesday, uh, just before we start Lent. And we're going to launch our Lent series prematurely by having a pancake lunch together on Shrove Tuesday. It's on Zoom, uh, 1 to 1.45. Uh, so do come along. There's plenty of room at the table because uh, it'll be at your table. Do make pancakes because you can make as much mess in your own home as you like. But it'd be really fun to just be together. And then that will be the beginning of our Lent series this term. And we're going to um, focus on fasting from doubt and worry through Lent. We feel like we've been in a wilderness season since last March, so we don't need to be focusing on sackcloth and ashes um, again, but we're going to focus on fasting from doubt and worry and feasting instead on the hope and truth and joy and promise that is in the gospel and in the word of God. And so different members of the congregations are going to bring some of the verses from scripture that they find uplifting and encouraging and full of hope and they're going to present that each uh, Tuesday lunchtime. It's going to be a 45 minute reflection you know, time together with uh, listening to their reflection, uh, praying together and encouraging one another. So that will be every Tuesday from 1 to 1.45 kicking off this Shrove Tuesday for Pancake Lunch. So do please please come and join us for that, it will be fun. Our next uh, message is that this Shrove Tuesday, as is the tradition, uh, has been for years, Christians across Bath um, and the villages around will unite to pray for this area. So that's on Zoom at 7.50 to 8.50 on Tuesday, and details can be found on your email or on Bath Abbey website. Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, it's a busy week this week, uh, and we won't be holding a service here, but we encourage you, if you'd like to join in with an Ash Wednesday service, to join the one that will be pre-recorded by Bath Abbey, which will include imposition of ashes, spiritual communion, and music from members of the Bath Abbey choir. So that's on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. And you can find the links on their website. Um, I think that will be a really lovely service to go to. Then next Sunday, I have been um, feeling that hope is something that's being contested for in this season, but something that we as the church 
know well, but perhaps not as well as we could. And sometimes we may struggle with discouragement too. And so I'm going to do um, a hope restored session next Sunday from 10 till 1 on Zoom. It's not three hours solid on Zoom, so don't panic. Uh, there'll be a talk about hope, um, the nature of disappointment and how we can handle disappointment in a godly way, and then how to uh, restore hope in a godly way so that we're not hoping, uh, putting our hope and trust in false, uh, false gods. Uh, so there'll be a talk, time for coffee break and time for prayer if you want, um, and that rhythm will repeat three times. So it won't be solidly on Zoom, but it will. you will need to block out 10 till 1 next Sunday. And I do encourage you to come. If you want any more details, then uh, email me or phone me and I'll fill you in. But you'd be really welcome to come to that. And finally, this Sunday, uh, whilst it is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day to you all, it's also Racial Justice Sunday. And uh, the clash between the Sunday before Lent is always Racial Justice Sunday. And I think it's very fitting that it coincides with Valentine's Day because of that remembering of the need for love between people and commitment between people um, is important. And so, I just wanted to name that before you. And last year, I was very challenged uh, by Joshi's sermon and on, on race experience. And so I've been uh, digging deep with that. And one book I wanted to commend to you that you might consider reading through Lent is We Need to Talk About Race by Ben Lindsay. He's a black pastor of a white majority church and has some... Um, extraordinary insights and helpful stories to tell. So you may want to consider that through Lent. Let's begin by preparing ourselves uh, to worship our God in prayer. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to make yourself known in every home of those people uh, joining us today. I speak peace into each of those households in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, for your immeasurable, unconditional love for each of these dear people joining us today. May we be encouraged by your presence. Amen. The Lord be with you. Thank you very much. We will take a moment to reflect on anything that may have caused barriers between us and the enjoyment of God's love. Our Lord Jesus Christ said the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. 
Amen. Lord, have mercy. The gospel calls us to turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ. As we offer ourselves to him in penitence and faith, we renew our confidence and trust in his mercy. We pray together. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his Spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ. Amen. As forgiven people, let us rejoice and praise our God who forgives and draws us into his loving, uh, loving embrace. So if you want to stand, feel free to stand uh, as we say together the words of the glory. Glory be to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And today, the words of the Collect for the Sunday before Lent. Almighty Father, whose Son was revealed in majesty, before he suffered death upon the cross. Give us grace to perceive his glory, that we may be strengthened to suffer with him and be challenged into his likeness from glory to glory, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let's hear our readings from Sue. Psalm 91, verse 15. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him.
The Old Testament reading is taken from Exodus, chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites. The Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 14, verses 32 to 36. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them, Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Thank you, Sue. Let's pray. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. As a church family, we have been following a sermon series so far this year based on a passage in 2 Chronicles 7. It's a passage that teaches us how we, as the church, are invited to partner with God when bad things happen in the world. Today, we reach the conclusion of this series, and in doing so, as you listen and reflect, please consider if there is one thing you might do differently as a result of this series and put it into practice through the coming 40 days of Lent. There's your challenge. God says to his people in this passage, to you and to me, that when bad things happen, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. We began the series by acknowledging when bad stuff happens. We live in a fallen, broken world, and those of us with faith are not set apart from the troubles. We explored then the optional condition of this partnership through the word if. There's no compulsion, just an invitation to partner in our Father's business of establishing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. It is not God's desire to work independently of us. 
when, if, and now we conclude with then. When, if, then. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. The word then is a definitive sequential term. It follows without question the response of God's people. There's no maybe or further consideration required. There's a certainty, an assurance to this declaration from our Lord God. Then I will, declares the Lord. God does not lie or go back on his word. He is faithful, steadfast in love, true to his word, because he is the source and outworking of the only truth made known in Jesus Christ, the living word, the way, the truth, and the life. So when God says, I, then I will, we can be sure he will. Perhaps in Lent, you are called to fast from doubting the goodness of God or the trustworthiness of his word. Feast instead on truth and hope in his word. So if, brothers and sisters, we make an earnest bash at humbling, praying, seeking and turning, what does God say he will do in response? Three things. First, he will hear. Our Lord God, the creator of the universe, the restorer, the healer, the sustainer, the life giver, the one who is uh, eternal and everlasting, our God will hear. Let us not take this truth for granted. In Psalms 115 and 135, we are reminded that other belief systems put trust in idols or philosophies or cultures. They have ears but do not hear. Those who make them are like them and so are all who trust in them. You who fear in the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Our God hears. In our Exodus passage, we are reminded that God tells Moses, I have heard their cry. And on this Racial Justice Sunday, we remember how God heard the cries of black African slaves. And when his people humbled themselves, prayed, sought God's face and turned from their wicked ways, God heard and his favour was on their petitioning for change. Our God hears. He hears you and he hears me. He hears those who don't even believe in him. Our God hears. But I'm going to name the elephant in the room. There's a clear problem. 
whilst we can be assured of the truth that God hears, so often we don't see evidence that God hears. We may do our level best to humble ourselves, pray, seek God and turn from our wicked ways, but none of that can be a bartering tool to evoke the divine intervention we want. We remember that humbling and praying involves yielding our will to God, to the God who is perfect in holiness, love and wisdom. That is hard, painfully hard sometimes, when all we want seems good and just and loving, but we see no change at best or worsening of the trouble. And that's why I chose this particular gospel reading for today. I could have given examples of Moses' humble interceding for the people and God relenting. I could have chosen Hannah's desperate prayer for a child and then God's provision of a son. But I didn't. I chose one of the most agonizing examples of humility, prayer, seeking of God and turning from wickedness, that of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Let's listen again. Going a little farther, Jesus fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. We know the truth. God heard that prayer. Jesus himself declared the truth that everything is possible for God. And we know God loved Jesus, was pleased with him, his only son. God heard all right. But Jesus' heart cry for release was not granted. But you see, God does not say, when there's suffering, if my people humble, pray, seek, turn, I will hear and give them whatever they ask. He does not say that. Not to us, not even to his son. But if we track with Jesus' Gethsemane prayer and God's response, we can marvel at how indeed God does stay true to his word. He says, I will hear from heaven 
and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Hear, forgive, heal. God, people, land. We know that Jesus enters into the suffering. He lays down his life through the torture of unjust trial and crucifixion for the joy set before him. The joy of knowing that this is the only way, the only way all people may receive forgiveness and for the land to be healed. It is only in believing in Jesus and in his sinless sacrifice that God's original design in the Garden of Eden of perfect fellowship between humankind and God, between humankind and the land, can be restored. No more brokenness, no more exploitation. His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We know from Paul's letter to the Romans that the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. The whole of creation is waiting for God's children to respond as invited. God's invitation reminds us that this begins in relationship of love with God. He calls my people. The invitation is optional. If. The invitation involves positioning ourselves right with God and partnering through prayer and worship in every aspect of our lives. If the invitation is accepted, then we can be sure God will hear, forgive, heal. So to conclude, God hears, forgives people, heals land when there's trouble, if his people position and partner with his ways. So dear family, be encouraged when we can't see the obvious answers to our prayers, when we can't see God's hand at work, trust his heart. How might you respond this Lent? Let's pray. Holy, loving Father God, we bow before your beauty and wisdom and power. We know that everything is possible for you. Forgive our doubts. We know you are wise and good in all your ways. Forgive our distrust. We know you yearn to draw us with loving kindness 
to partner with you that your kingdom may come to earth as it is in heaven. Guide us through Lent. In Jesus' victorious name we pray. Amen. Let us declare together the faith that we share in our uh, triune God. We say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And we uh, invite Sue now to lead us in our prayers of intercession. Thank you, Sue. Let us prepare ourselves for the day before us and claim its potential sent by God. Let us pray. We bring to God our concerns for today. Lord, we pray for your church, broken by divisions, separated into factions, fallen into disunity. May it overcome inborn prejudice and historic animosity, that we may discover a new unity, a new interdependence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the troubled areas of our world, peoples broken by tyranny and oppression. Societies fractured by violence and suspicion. Nations torn apart by greed or by war. For all who suffer as a consequence of political division. Racial hatred. Religion. Or false fears. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for generosity of spirit between nations and one another. That all may have access to vaccines, food, clean water and to education. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
we bring to mind the sick, especially those who are alone. We remember those who have died. May they and we share in the everlasting joy of your presence. Let us pray for ourselves. Lord, give us wisdom before we speak. Understanding while we listen. Sensitivity towards those we meet. And the perspective of your kingdom in which to see the things of the earth. Bring us to the day's ending blessed through having shared the day's beginning. In Christ's name we ask this. Amen. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Thank you very much. Uh, if you want to get your um, bread and wine ready, then uh, we will share together in um, remembering Jesus. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right to praise you, Father, Lord of all creation. In your love, you made us for yourself. When we turned away, you did not reject us, but came to meet us in your Son. You embraced us as your children, and welcomed us to sit and eat with you. In Christ, you shared our life, that we might live in him and he in us. He opened his arms of love upon the cross and made for all the perfect sacrifice for sin. On the night he was betrayed, at supper with his friends, he took bread. And he gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His body is the bread of life. At the end of supper, taking the cup of wine, he gave you thanks and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His blood is shed for all. As we proclaim his death and celebrate his rising in glory, Send your Holy Spirit that this bread and this wine may be to us the body and blood of your dear Son. 
as we eat and drink these holy gifts, make us one in Christ, our risen Lord. With your whole church throughout the world, we offer you, Lord God, this sacrifice of praise and lift our voice to join the eternal song of heaven. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. And let us be united in prayer by praying the words Jesus taught his friends. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. We pray together these words as a means of sharing spiritually in communion as I receive um, and some of you afterwards may wish to uh, receive bread and wine in your home as an act of remembrance of what Jesus has done. So together we pray. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits you have given me, for all the pains and insults you have borne for me. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart, O most merciful Redeemer, friend and brother, may I know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly day by day. Amen. We pray together. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your disciples, I am with you always. Be with me today as I offer myself to you. Hear my prayers for others and for myself and keep me in your care. Amen. O oh God, help me to trust you Help me to know that you are with me. 
Help me to believe that nothing can separate me from your love, revealed in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, in these days of mercy, make us quiet and prayerful. In these days of challenge, make us stronger in you. In these days of emptiness, take possession of us. In these days of waiting, open our hearts to the mystery of your cross. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you that even though you prayed that this cup may pass from you, by yielding, you've made this cup available, this cup of blessing and mercy and forgiveness available to each of us. And we love you, Lord Jesus, and we praise you. And we honour you afresh with our lives. Amen. Have I mentioned that Lent is just around the corner? Um, uh, before we end, let me just remind you, uh, Shrove Tuesday lunch um, is the beginning of a feast on hope and joy. And you will find uh, on attached to your weekly email on our website, and it'll be on the notice boards, a Lenten feasting menu. And we've got an encouraging hope-filled verse for each day of Lent that will be sent to you. And we invite you to feast on the hope and the truth of each of these verses. And then to share the banquet with one other. It may be uh, with somebody in your own family. You say, oh, I've, I've just been enjoying this, this truth today and I thought you might like to hear it. It could be with a shopkeeper, a neighbor. Um, you could just say, we've got a really annoying curate who wants me to read this verse to you today. So well, however you do it, I encourage you to feed on hope and truth this Lent, to share it with others, because the world needs to know the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. So look out for these Lenten feasting menus. Uh, we also have daily prayer available in Lent, which will also be on the website to help you if you, if you feel uh, you'd like to increase your rhythm of prayer this Lent. And a reminder as we look ahead, Shrove Tuesday lunch, come along. Um, it'll, it's only 45 minutes and it'll be a joy to be together. And then next Sunday, 10 till one, uh, will be our Hope Restored session. You're really welcome to come and join us with that. You can keep your video off if you'd rather, but do come along. Next Sunday, we're back to a recorded service online and where Reverend Judith is going to be launching our Lent uh, series as we return to the lectionary for that. So do um, log on to listen. After the dismissal and blessing, uh, you, we can sing together the words of the hymn, Breathe on me, breath of God. So God bless you all. May the God of hope 
fill you, dear church family, with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and with those for whom you pray today and always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.